Hello, hello. Welcome to Future First Softball Second. I'm Quincy, your podcast host and owner of Diamond Dynamics Softball. I am a former D1, D2, and D3 college coach, education and athletic administration major, and D2 pitcher. Our goal at Diamond Dynamics is to support families and athletes with college planning as they work to truly find their best fit athletically, academically, financially, and emotionally at the next level. We've worked with hundreds of families across the country through our individual group and team programming, and I'm so happy you're a part of our community too. Check out the show notes for ways to connect with us and learn from us, and I'd love to hear from you if you have any questions after listening to this episode. I am so excited to get our first ever podcast episode kicked off with you all. My husband is probably equally as excited as it's all I've been talking about the past few days, and what better way to kick off our podcast than talking about the top things that I use all the time with our athletes from my time as a college coach. And I learned so much that now helps me support the coaches, athletes, and families we work with. So I want to take a few minutes to share my top five lessons learned as a college coach with you all as well. So lesson number one, coaches recruit the athletes that fit the vision for their program. And for those of you that know me already, you know I am a high energy, loud, outgoing human. And the culture of the teams that I created as a college coach was really similar to that. So we played loud music during warm-ups, we were high energy, we thoroughly enjoyed our bus rides, and we played the game fast and aggressively overall. And I have a really good friend who is still a college coach, and she is literally the polar opposite. We laugh about it all the time. She loves that quiet confidence and athletes who are really even-keeled and more business-like. And her team plays a much more traditional style of softball as well. And neither philosophy is right or wrong, but we both look for athletes that we want our program to look like. And it's not always personal, right? You can be an absolutely amazing athlete that might just not fit the program and the culture and really the environment that that coach is trying to create. Lesson number two, coaches recruit athletes that are a good fit athletically and academically. So just because you're a good fit academically doesn't necessarily mean you're a good fit athletically and vice versa. And the example of this that comes to my mind right away is I was at a school where the head of the business department really struggled with it when students missed class. He had this very old school philosophy and, you know, was very academics first, no matter what, all the time. You know, and it wasn't just athletes. Like he struggled when students missed class for field trips for other classes, for, you know, band concerts, things like that as well but a lot of the athletes had a really hard time as business majors balancing everything. So our staff tended to stay away from recruiting those business majors because we didn't want them to have a poor experience at our school and, you know, not enjoy it, want to transfer, things like that. But that's not necessarily something that we were going to broadcast in the recruiting process either. So you may also be a great fit academically for the school, and it might be the absolute perfect school for you, but not the right fit athletically. So whether it's a lack of talent for that division, whether it's the coach isn't recruiting your position, or like we talked about in lesson number one, where you just don't really fit the culture in the program. A great example of this, uh, we have an athlete in our program right now who's a really quick, fast slapper, you know, aggressive, puts the ball in play really well. And she was trying to be recruited by a coach who really has more of that launch angle, home run or bust philosophy. And it's not that that kid wasn't a good fit for that division, for that level, whatever it is. 
it just wasn't a good fit philosophy wise as far as that coach's hitting philosophy and what they wanted out of the kids that they were recruiting. So lesson number three, and this is probably the most controversial one on the list, and I get in a lot of arguments with coaches about this one, but 99% of college coaches aren't going to tell you that they are not recruiting you. And it's not personal. And it's one of the absolute hardest lessons to learn as an athlete and also as a coach and a parent who are supporting athletes. College coaches are rarely going to tell you no. If communication has opened with your class and you're only getting generic camp invites, never a personalized email, a request for a Zoom call, invites to campus, things like that, then you are most likely not high on that coach's list. And most coaches won't ever tell you no or respond to your emails. They'll just keep sending you the camp invites that they send to every other athlete in their database. And honestly, a lot of college coaches even have a label or a separate specific database just for athletes that they invite to camp that they know they aren't recruiting. Um, And I totally agree with people. It is a big ethical issue for that. But the other side of that is the admissions team, the college, all of that they generally don't like when coaches tell a kid no, because they still want that kid on campus. They still want that kid interested in their school, even if they can't play softball there. And a lot of times, I think we really blame college coaches for not responding to your emails, but I'll give you guys this example. So um, I was a division one coach and we were looking at kids going to Colorado. And I opened up my inbox to kind of go through everything And I had 1,200 emails that I was sitting down to go through and reply to. And if I took the time to send a personal response back to all 1,200 of those emails, I would have done nothing else with my day. And yes, it is so hard that college coaches sit there and say, you need to send personalized emails and you need to make an effort to make a relationship with us and all of those things when they then don't respond to your emails. But the hardest part about emails is that when you don't get a response or the only response that you do get is kind of that generic, hey, come to camp, hey, come to camp, you know, that's not a response. A response is going to be that personalized email that gives you an action item where that coach can get to know you more. So lesson number four, coaches have you in their database before they can officially communicate with you if you reach out and develop a relationship with them. I hear all the time from coaches and parents that their athlete or team isn't focusing on recruiting until they can actually talk with college coaches. And this sets athletes way behind because there are a lot of other athletes who are already working on creating a relationship with a coach. And we've been talking with our 2025s who are our sophomore class a lot lately since they can start talking with Division II coaches on June 15th of this year and then they can talk with Division I coaches September 1st of junior year. So the D2 coaches that are going to call, text, email, reach out to athletes when that communication opens up, they've already been consistently reaching out to those coaches and showing interest in their school. And my question is always, if a coach doesn't know you exist, how can they want to recruit you? So there are 360,000 thousand high school athletes in the country that college coaches can look at and they aren't just going to magically find you and I think that's such a big misconception when it comes to recruiting because we see it a lot with those big power five you know SEC level kids where coaches are liking all of their things on Twitter and they're all over their social media pages and they're getting you know the big media day on their unofficial visit whatever it is 
that's not the norm. So the norm is coaches connect with and go see the kids play who are consistently reaching out and working on creating a relationship here. And I have a great example of this. Um, I was in Pittsburgh a couple weekends ago and chatted with a college coach who had recruited one of our athletes who's now headed to play there for her in the fall. And she kind of made a joke like, yeah, this athlete lives 20 minutes from my school. And the only reason I knew that they even existed and that they were a good fit for me was because I found her on your website. So because this athlete was up on our website, we were marketing her appropriately. She started to reach out to that coach and really develop a relationship. That coach realized, okay, this is an athlete I want to recruit. But if that kid had never reached out, wasn't connecting with her through us, that coach literally never would have known that she existed and she's 20 minutes away, which is completely mind-blowing to me, right? But that's so much more normal than families and coaches realize. My last and final lesson and probably the one that I hope is the most impactful for you is that transitioning to college in general is so hard and being a college athlete makes it even harder. It will actually most likely be the hardest thing you do in your young life. And I think sometimes we as grownups and you guys as athletes forget about that and how important setting yourself up for success is really going to be. This has nothing to do with how good you are at your sport. It's all about how good is your system for managing your schedule. Do you have a planner, an app, some type of schedule for homework, practices, and everything else on your agenda? How well do you take ownership of what needs to get done in your day? Are you scheduling your own appointments? Are you studying for your midterm that's on Wednesday over the weekend because you know you have practices on Monday and Tuesday? When you go to hang out with your friends, are you making sure you're home by 10 since you have a tournament at 7.30 the next morning? The overall habits that you create now are gonna be the determining factor of how you transition to college and how hard or, I don't like to say easy, but you know how less hard is gonna be for you. Will you be the kid that's watching TikToks from 10 to one on your class break or are you going to go to the library and get ahead on homework? Will you start your 15 page paper early in the semester knowing you're probably gonna be in playoffs at the end of the semester and traveling a lot or are you leaving it until the last minute? Are you gonna be out until 2 a.m. with new friends who don't have your best interest in mind? Or are you gonna leave early knowing you have a big weekend coming up? The habits you create now are really gonna determine how successful you are later as a college athlete, but also someday as an employee and as a boss and somebody who's trying to make their mark on the world at the same time. So let's recap quickly here. I want you to think of the program that you want to be recruited by, and let's see if you can answer the following questions. One, do you fit the coach's vision for the program you're trying to be recruited by? And have you been to a game to watch the coach interact with your athletes? Have you seen what style of play they focus on? Can you objectively sit in the stands or watch online and see, is this a team that I fit into? And is it a good philosophy fit for me? Two, are you a good fit academically and athletically? Have you compared yourself to their current athletes? Can you objectively say that you're good enough to play there? Do they have your major? Is it a school that is actually a good fit for you? Or is it one that you are making a good fit because it's one where you've driven by campus and you love it, or because your friend likes it, or because your parent went there, anything like that? Three, is the coach responding to your emails personally? Are they giving you action items to complete other than attending camp, like setting up a visit, sending across your transcript, or sending them your schedule? 
quick reminder here that if you're a 2025 or younger, D1 and D2 coaches can't respond personally yet. And the only thing that they're allowed to send you is a camp invite or admissions info on the school. Four, are you consistently communicating with coaches and creating a relationship? They're evaluating you and adding you to their database before they can actually talk to you. And the work you do to create a relationship with them now, and yes, 2025 as I'm talking to you, is going to pay off later. If you're at 2023 or 2024 and struggling to get responses from coaches, it's definitely time to broaden your list of schools. And this is where I will put in a shameless plug to work with us, because if you are a 2023 or a 2024 right now and don't have any connections with coaches yet, are really struggling in the process, please, please, please reach out. We have so many different options of ways that we can help you and support you and take some of the stress off your plate right now. Number five. Are you doing the little things to prepare to be successful academically and athletically at the next level? It doesn't matter how great your swing is if you can't prioritize your time and have to do things like pull an all-nighter to finish a project the day before a game. No matter what you do to prepare, the transition to college is still going to be hard, but you get to decide how hard it's really going to be by the habits and actions you create right now. If you're a 2023 or a 2024 and the answer to any of these questions is no, then it's time to reevaluate the schools you're looking at and make a better plan. If you're a 2025 or younger, you still have a little time before you can truly figure out if the school is the right fit for you, but it's important to start thinking about these questions now because this will set you up for success moving forward as you can start to connect with coaches and narrow down your schools in the next year. All right, if you're still listening this far, that definitely makes my heart very happy. So I wanted to take a few minutes to introduce myself and Diamond Dynamics softball a bit more. Um, so I started my college coaching career as an assistant at Rhodes College, which is a private high academic division three school in Memphis, Tennessee. And then I made the jump to another private high academic division one school as an assistant at the College of the Holy Cross in Massachusetts. I was also a Division III head coach at SUNY Canton in upstate New York before becoming an assistant coach at Mansfield University in Pennsylvania. And we'll thank my husband for that last move since he was a college coach just about an hour away from Mansfield. So it wasn't something I could easily say no to. And then of course, COVID hit. And during COVID, I spent my unfortunately a ton amount of free time connecting with travel ball coaches and jumping on Zoom calls and giving lessons and really getting more involved in the youth community. And I realized that this is the space that I'm really meant to be in supporting all of you as you try and figure out this crazy process. I cannot wait to connect with you all more through our podcast and introduce you to some of our athletes, have them share their journeys and connect you with some amazing female role models. If you're just finding us for the first time, we offer all sorts of different college planning options, including partnerships with organizations and teams, a one-on-one -on -one year-round individual program, and plenty of group programming. I've dropped some links on how to connect with us in the show notes, and you can find us most regularly in our college planning Facebook group and on Instagram. If this conversation resonated with you at all, or you want to chat about anything, you can connect with us in either place. I can't wait to connect with you guys more on our next podcast episode.